This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Now on Talk Radio All right, thank you, Joe. Uh, we've got a fantastic show tonight. Like you said, uh, we've got the leadership of District Council 33 uh, on the program. It's been a while, and uh, certainly uh, they do a fantastic job for their members. And, uh, you know, we have so much to talk about. Ernest Garrett, President, DC 33. Ernest, how are you, sir? I'm good, and you? I'm fantastic. We have Omar Salam, Vice President. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. And, of course, Frank Halber. Joe, how are you tonight, Joe? I'll tell you what. We should do a contest, gentlemen. And I'm not kidding you. We'll put up every dime the union community has if anybody can spell Frank Halber's last name. Anybody. Well, I can. I can. Frank, anybody ever spell it right? Anybody? No. 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 And no. it's just, it's like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> if anybody can call in and gets it, you get a free, you know, whatever. Uh, but no, we, it, it's great to have you guys. Great to be back here on our Union Hall tour at District Council 33. Uh, Ernest, it's been a year and a half, you know, since you guys have, have taken over. You've done an incredible job, um, you know. Updates, you know, on 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 things over over the last year and a half. Uh, it's 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 been a uh, an interesting ride and and and, and a good one. And you know, obviously, it started off with negotiations. You guys are incredibly successful. Um, and uh, but that's that's the way it goes. What, what's going on? Still working. You know what I mean. Uh, right now, we doing some things internally for our membership. But uh, also getting prepared for the next next contract because it's not that far off, you know what I mean? So we're looking at some of the things that we uh, weren't able to achieve and how can we present it next time around to be able to achieve those things. So just getting prepared for the next contract. When, when, when is the next contract? A uh, little, little under two years from now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it comes around fast. But it's where really really successful I, you know i the world wasn't built in a day and certainly you know um you know you, you, you put it together but the one of the one of the things that that you had said uh what the gentleman uh uh on the board was listen we want we want respect and we want you know we want to you know equal and fair pay for, for the jobs you, you do and uh certainly you know you, you just did a fantastic job there um was it was the negotiation what you what you expected was there anything in other words you know obviously a new organization taking over uh what 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 was the experience like and and of course being successful um you know had to be gratifying well to be honest you know it i don't think it was uh anything new to to the to any of us um you know the one thing that me frank and omar have in common you know we ready for war 
So, uh, you know, our position is we don't care who we go in front of, you know, what mayor, what committee, whoever they appoint, anybody. You know, our job is to stand up and do what's right for the people that put us in these positions. So, no, it wasn't hard. It was it was what we were put in a position to do and what we had to do. And that's what we continue to do. Um, every day we think, how can we make life for our public servants better? You know, so and that starts by getting them uh, equality. And although it was a, 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 a decent contract, we're still not equal. You know, District Council 33 employees are still not equal. And, and there are some things that, you know, like um, some people say the chicken has to come home to roost. Yeah. The city owes us. And um, I, whoever come in front of us need to be prepared for that. It's interesting. Um, Omar, uh, talking about the, you know, mobilizing and being out there with the members and, and, and uh, um, kind of engaging everybody to keep them a part of, of, of what's going on. That was a priority, you know, getting out there and engaging the members and letting them be a part of the process. Um, what was that like? And, and, uh, and, and how has it gone since then? Cause I know you continue to stay for, uh, you know, face to face on the street with, with, with everybody uh, working. Um, I think it's still a priority um, that hasn't went away anywhere. It's, it's a good experience, you know, get more familiar with the people and things of nature, understanding more what their needs and what their wants are. Um, we're in a we're in a place where because you know we have good leadership. President Garrett, or Skipper, as I call him, he he really one of the best things he did is he came in and he held all our feet to fire, feet to the fire. He made us all be accountable. And that's the one thing that he continuously presses. So when we go out and we talk to our people and we spend time with them, they see that and they respect that. So what he's doing is his leadership is making more people more engaged, more people more want to get involved. And, you know, we still got some work to do, but ultimately it's turning around. It's going to continue to get better. Leadership is the key. Okay. And that, and that with, with, with the Philadelphia Area Union Committee being one of, if not the strongest and most, uh, I'm not going to say powerful, again, but um, influential labor Organ, uh, you know, you know, uh, regions in in the country, it's largely, be, and, and I would say almost exclusively, along with the members, uh, because of our leadership, because of the leadership that you know that we've had, and uh, you know we're very fortunate, you know, to have that to talk to talk and walk the walk. But the members um, that you represent, we've had this conversation, and I want I want the listeners to to to, to know who they are because we've had we've said it before without them. The city shuts down. Yep. There is no, listen. The sanitation department. You talk to one person. If if if, if the world the world comes to an end. If if if, if trash pickup is not two weeks, the world. I mean, and that's not a, that's not a, a exaggeration. It's a panic. Not to mention everybody. Who t- tell us who who you represent? Well, we represent a wide range of uh, public servants from the water department that make the water potable and drinkable. Um, uh, that keep the sewer infrastructure held together to transport everything that you discard through the waste um, through our um, coroner's office uh, our medical examiners who right now are facing an all time high of uh, deaths in this city through gun violence I mean uh, you know it has to take a toll on your body to walk into a morgue and every day you're um, examining young men who are dying on these streets of Philadelphia. And emotionally for crying out loud. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, our 911 operators, you know, you know, I respect our boys in blue, but uh, before any of them get a call, it has to go through the, the, the ears of a 911 operator. Uh, same with our fire department. Every fire, they must speak to one of our operators, and, and it's our operators that have to assess the situation and make sure the proper people get there to uh, deal with what's going on. We have um, our correctional officers. I mean, you know, all this violence, you know, as they take them off the streets, then we house them and we become their overseers. And, um, you know, that's a very tough job. And, and a lot of these jobs, you know, people aren't signing up in groves anymore because the wages aren't in line with the the risk. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? And, um, Parking authority for crying out loud. Yeah, it, uh, what you just said and what you're describing are frontline individuals. Absolutely. Okay. And the, 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 the stress, the physical toll, it really, and, and, and being through it, uh, Frank, um, we've, we've talked about it, you know, with, with, with uh, a, a number of these uh, employees uh, and members that you have. Um, it's, it's what they go through on a daily basis is unbelievable. Yeah. And you know what? Um, the pandemic brought it to light, actually, the jobs they do, how essential our members are. Like Ernie mentioned, the 911 operators, we had a heck of a time over there with uh, uh, people getting COVID because they have to come to work. Crime doesn't take off during a pandemic. They're essential employees. Um, crossing guards, right, Ernest? Crossing guards are crossing kids. They're not taking a day off. They have to be out there. Them kids have to be cross streets. Safety. I mean, uh, again, this contract that Ernest, by the way, Ernest, I, I will tell you that this contract was different than anyone I've sat in. I've sat in quite a few at this point. It was uh, was no joking. Uh, I sat in there next to Ernie and Omar and the executive board. I mean, we started at, what, 11 in the morning? I seen this man at 1.30 in the morning, 12 hours later, uh, yelling and screaming. He wasn't taking no crap, man. That was different than I've ever seen before. They knew there was someone serious sitting in this seat. So kudos to President Ernest Garrett for what he did. I was... I'm impressed, and I'm glad I joined him on this late. I mean, a year and a half later, it was the right move, man, for all our members, not just for me, for all of our members. And, Ernest, that responsibility uh, of of having to negotiate, first of all, you know, you you guys laid a lot on the line when you ran. You put your money where your mouth is. You're laying there. You're laying that your agenda out there. And, by the way, the contract is up, like, immediately. So you're you're negotiating um, right off the – what – what was that like? What? What? I mean, that's a lot of pressure, um, and there's a lot going on. Um, talk about what goes through your mind when you're in those conversations at 1.30 in the morning. You know, for me, um, I think for all of us it was something different. But for me, it was the, the men and women that I worked with over the years that, that felt like, um, you know, the union hasn't really been their voice. Um, you know, for the guys like Dave Lewis, who works, you know, 80 plus hours a week and only takes home $800 every two weeks and has a paraplegic child, you know, living in a one bedroom. Like to me, that's all I kept thinking about. How can I go back to the people that took a chance on a guy like myself and Omar and Frank and say, well, this is the best we could do. I would have, you know, outside of, Nothing in the world could have stopped me from getting as much as I could. And right after we signed that contract, 
I was tempted to go back and say, nah, y'all mother. Excuse me. We're not live. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, we're going to have more with the leadership from DC 33. We're on the labor show with Jay Dot and Krause after the break. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Don't forget, coming up, hour number two, the John Doherty Hour. J-Doc and I will be live with John. All that getting started at 7 p.m. Right now, we continue J-Doc's Roadshow with DC 33. J-Doc, all yours, brother. Thanks, Joe. Uh, yeah, we're continuing our conversation with the leadership of District Council 33. Uh, President Ernest Garrett, uh, Vice President Omar Salam, and, and Frank Halber, who's Secretary Treasurer. And we're talking about, um, you know, the, the, you know the, representing the membership and in, in, in negotiations, and you know, getting getting everybody up to speed. In your opinion, with the contract that is deserved, um, and you know, the, the frontline workers that. Uh, you represent, and how many how many members? We have a little over ten thousand. Ten thousand members. Yes. And and so having said that, um, the 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 commitment that the team has made when he's ran to being you know to uh, being communicators to being the representatives of individuals who felt like they didn't have a voice. Um, how how has that gone? Number one. Uh, and, and number two, what's that process? Uh, what's that process like? Well, you know, we have an open door policy. All of us, you know, all of our doors are open. Any member or their families, if they have an issue, you know, my cell phone is the same number as been for the last ten years. Uh, I give it to anybody, and um, you know, if they want to come down here and 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 talk one on one about an issue. We encourage that. And what we're trying to do is educate them on um, the union structure, how to deal with their officers, how to make changes in their local, um, and just be a voice, be be transparent. Like, you know, we don't want to be a union that only show up when it's election time. We want to be there all the time. And uh, we, we tell them all the time. Anybody that want to see me, Omar, Frank, let us know we're there. Talk about some of the issues, like even health and safety of, of workers that are on the front lines. You talk about the prison guards, the, the, you know, the parking authority, obviously the sanitation department. Uh, individual, I, I was a union iron worker, man, and I, I did it for 15 years. And, uh, you know, every day, uh, and, and I can say this, um, the conditions can be brutal. Okay, uh, and I see you know your workers on a daily basis, and I mean all all of them. I mean the water department, um, and and uh, you know you talk about the coroner's department. I didn't even know about that, but my point is, um, talk about those other non-monetary type issues that uh, workers go through on a daily basis, including uh, the the pressure of actually doing a nine one one operator. How do you handle the, the safety, safe, safety and health, number one? And number two, the emotional situations that they can go through, um, which, 
uh, I bet you if one of me or, you know, my friends or even my iron worker buddies spent an hour in a 9-11, you know, room, operator's room, probably would be a wake-up call like there's no tomorrow. How do you deal with issues like that and represent your members so that they're comfortable on the job and and, and as best conditions as possible? Well, you know, things like that are ever-changing every day. And we do the best we can to try to um, make sure that all issues are heard. But I wanted to—I want to give you an example of um, something that people look at and truly don't understand when it comes to safety. Imagine a sanitation worker; he walks on average seven to eleven miles a day, right? And a pair of boots, rain, hail, sleet, snow, right? Um, people will discard their trash and dollar store trash bags that are so thin that when they grab them, they're breaking. So whatever's in that trash is going on to that um, street individual. Then oh, yeah. you have, you ever heard of a, a, a poodle bath? A poodle bath is when you have people walking their dogs. Their dogs are urinating on the trash bag. Oh, yeah. It creates a puddle. Now, this guy... He has to hump 7 to 11 miles. He don't have time to examine the trash bag and to empty the water off. So now he has uh, a poodle bath, you know, in his face. He can't be wearing a mask. And, you know, these are the things, you know, um, some people put all kind of, I told you before, they have uh, the the carpenters that are doing the houses. They they go to bathroom in the, the joint compound buckets put the lid on it when you put that in the trash compactor and it and it busts now you have aerosolized fecal matter splashing back on to these individuals who are just trying to do a job and most of these men and women will make on average forty thousand dollars a year right how do you make that safe so some of the things that we pushed for in this last contract was more uh work clothing right uh some of the things that we're looking to to gain is a clothing allowance in the next contract because when you when you give a people three or four items a year to 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 walk, work under these conditions yeah so i just gave you a little glimpse into a sanitation worker's uh, lifestyle not to mention the cars behind them trying to beep and the pressure i mean we've all seen it and we've all been there um but yeah just thinking about it having that pressure and and and, and under those conditions yeah, people clearly don't understand that. No, and, I mean that's it's it's uh, it's an incredible point. Um, how are how are how do you guys do your union meetings? What in other words, you have monthly meetings. Uh, you know, I, I was at one of your one of your meetings, and everybody was there getting their voices and and raising them. And that's a lot of people. I mean, managing that. And by the way, you're about the right. You're the perfect guy in the world that could manage that. I. I I've never, when we did that, uh, that show down at Temple, up to the biggest, you got the biggest union on the planet. Everybody was huge, man. But, uh, I mean, and, and, but everybody's passionate. Everybody's working hard for their families and, 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 and for their jobs. How do you, um, how do those union meetings go and how do you, how do you manage it and, and, and obviously instill your platform? One of the things I love about your team here, uh, Ernest, is uh, that you are, you guys, you know, you just worked on the front lines in those jobs. You're, you are your people, 
Okay, so you can relate them when you have that respect. But how does a union meet and go? Because you know that's a big union. So we have um, we have individual local meetings once a month. Each individual local has m- monthly meetings with their local. Sure. Then we have uh, delegates meetings. That's where each local has de- rep- delegate representatives right, that sense. sit in on a meeting with myself and the rest of uh, Frank and Omar, and we discuss uh, the issues of District Council 33. Right. And then every four years, we have um, a council meeting. That's the one you attended at Leacor Center. Yeah. And um, that normally happens around um, our you know, uh, election time. It, that makes sense because when, when unions are that, you know, of, of your size, okay, that communicate, you know, you have the, the SEPTA union and, and that's a big union and communicating and getting the word out and, you know, they have the different divisions and at the, diff- at, at the different terminals and stuff like that. I always wondered because you'd be sending mail every day because not everybody uses their computer. Um, but that's, that, that's important. Um, to have that, you know, that line of communication, uh, you know, with, with the members. Um, let's talk a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna get in, in into into politics uh, a little bit because it's when 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 we talk about politics uh, in the city of Philadelphia in America as as a labor community and a, a labor a big labor. A leader, it's a big part of what we do. You guys, your situation here at District Council 33, um, and we're talking to Ernest Garrett, President, Omar Salam, Vice President, Frank Halber, Secretary Treasurer. You're on the front lines in regards to the media. Okay, it, uh, we've talked about a lot of our friends and and other unions, but when you're at the heads of of um, one of the city unions here in Philadelphia, you might as well be in front of the camera. You're under a micro. Uh, a microscope like there's no tomorrow. What's what's the difference there? Uh, even even when you were presidents of the the the, the sub locals of, of of who you represent here, uh, being where you're, what's it like working in the limelight at this level? Uh, for me, it's the same. You know what I mean. Um, you know, I do the work of the people. So any reporter, as long as they come with good intentions, I have no problem speaking. But, you know, um, through, through watching Mr. Matthews over the years, uh, I didn't agree with everything he did, but some of the things he did do, I do agree with. And uh, I'm not going to publicly fight with the city and the media, right? If they had, you know, if we, if we got our differences, you know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to deal with them the way we should do. Um, but if it gets to a point where the city wants to be disrespectful to our union, then we 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 the have buck no stops here. the buck stops here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's but but it's amazing because even most of the building trade unions, no matter how big they are, they don't they're not living under the microscope of the media like you guys are. Uh, you know, literally speaking, you, you know you're 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 advocating and, and working for your members and the general public. You're, you you have. Uh, it, one of the things that's amazing about the pressures that that you guys do is you're not only representing your, your, your you know your members, but it's the general public and the responsibility of this this the three men I'm looking at right now. Okay, the responsibility of of this city actually running and be or being shut down, and that's a great responsibility to negotiate 
you know, you're, 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 it's hard to negotiate when you, when you know you got the cities and the well-being of everybody, uh, everybody, including your members. Talk about that that well, perspective. You know, I know the city. The city, their concern is the taxpayer, but you know, we are also the taxpayer, right? And we are also the city's greatest asset. So, if it would it would be smart of the city if we could have an elected politician. That would see that and understand that it shouldn't be a fight with the union. It should be a cooperation with the union because all we want is for them to have the best worker, the best public servant and treat that worker and public servant fairly. Right. So there shouldn't be an argument between the city and the union. It's when the city decides and has decided for so many years to underpay city workers. You know, to, to give, the, why is there four different pension plans if we're all good public servants? Why does one municipal local has better health insurance than another municipal local? You know what I mean? Everybody that, that, that comes, falls under that city umbrella should be treated fairly and equal. Why do some city uh, uh, locals get to live outside the city limits, but the rest of them are capitated to live with inside the city limits, right? One day, I only hope that I can be a part of electing a mayor that has equality first for all city workers. And I think, and we're going to go to break, but I think educating the listeners on understanding what the, the workforce does and, and what you talked about with the sanitation department the department and, and, and workers and, and your members there and, and just being in the, in the face of the public line across the board, um, you know, just educating people to understanding that um, has to change perspectives, even though I don't think a lot of people understand what we do as labor unions and how much, you know, and, and, and they think we make all this money. My God, understanding what's really going on uh, on a daily basis is, is necessary. Uh, we're going to have more from the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause after the break. This edition of the Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on the Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause here on a Saturday night, our conversation continues uh, with DC 33 in charge of that conversation, which is a scary thought. Here's Jadoc. Thanks, Joe. Uh, again, we're, we're here with the leadership of District Council 33. Uh, the, the, the Philadelphia, uh, people would uh, know it as, uh, I guess, uh, the, the Philadelphia Blue Collar Workers Union. And um, it's certainly, uh, you know, we're talking about the, the, the high profileness and, and a lot of the things that their members do on a daily basis. I'm going to go to Omar Salam, the vice president here. Omar, you're also... Um, uh, the president of one of the other locals, and you're also, yeah, and you're the vice president of of, of the the, the uh, obviously the, the executive council. Um, talk about you know when we talk about um, uh, representing your members at at this level as well. What's what's the difference uh, in being almost uh, you know as high profile as what you're you know and, and representing the, the entire union as the vice president and your local? Um, I'm actually the business manager. Oh, uh, business manager. Okay. Um, one of the things that's happened, I now have a deeper respect for experience because I actually came in as a, I was a first term business manager 
when um, I was blessed enough to join these guys to come on the team. So you think you know a lot till you actually start getting into situations where you got to deal with things. I remember, you know, being out in the public eye a lot, doing a bunch of interviews, you know, talking to the media and things of that nature. But then when you start to really see what, all, what it's all about, you realize that if it's not going to produce residuals and royalties for the people that you represent, it doesn't mean anything. You can talk to the media all you want, um, but if you're not doing it for the right reason, then what are you doing it for? And then sometimes those, those conversations actually need – some of the conversations that you need to have with people need to be had, you know, face-to-face or, or personally to kind of get your point across. You can get to this war words through the media. You don't want to do any of that because what you never want to do in these positions is ever do anything that affects the people that you represent. So you always have to keep them in priority. You have to keep them there once in their needs. You have to prioritize them. You can never take any of these things personal. So and, 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 and still representing – uh, uh, one of the locals and uh, re- you know representing you know uh, the entire union um, y- you have uh, you know there's a lot of different perspectives you're, you're in a sense wearing two hats do you find you know and, and, and you educate you're educating uh, you're being educated I guess in, 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 in you know as, as, a, as a new executive vice president um, on not just obviously the, the interests of your your local which are incredibly important and diverse but also um, the entire membership. What is that juggling at like? Uh, it, it's a low, it's a learning curve, but it's a curve that I appreciate. You know, it, it, it requires hard work. You, you you give less of yourself. To, you have less time for yourself. I'm sorry, but the service is worth it. But you know, you, you touched on something. Getting to know other locals. Like I can tell you everything about sanitation. I spent 20 years in sanitation. I actually was a manager for a point in time. But when you start to talk about other departments, you start to hear about you know ticket writers who are out there just trying to do the job, getting assaulted by by people who are parked illegally. When you know you talk to a, a correction officer, she tell you she was at the gas station. The guy walks up behind her and say, "Hey, listen." Glad you was one of the good CEOs when I was locked up because you never know who you're going to run into. These are the types of threats that our people deal with every day wow. when they're out there working. Trying to all, and understand something. Our people go to work so they can provide a lifestyle for their families. That's, Absolutely. All, they, that's, that's all they go to do, right? Right. So it, it's important for us that we give them the best quality of service that we can. I tell people all the time, this building is your building. We work for y'all. Like you have to make sure, but you have to make sure that you take that ownership stake and Ask me, District Council 33. Like, we don't need any silent members. We, didn't need, we, we, we don't need any armchair quarterbacks. We need people that's going to go out there, get involved, be president, and help support President Garrett and the rest of his team. That's the only way we're going to be successful. Absolutely. Uh, Frank Halber, uh, you know, you, you, you were the, what was it, the president of the business manager? Yes, sir. Yes, Jim. Of, 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 a, of one of the locals for a, a long time. Now you're, uh, you know, in, in, in the seat, the uh, secretary treasurer uh, of, of, of DC 33. What's, what's the, lifestyle change and, and the experience change been like you know what joe um i think all my experience as a local officer prepared me quite well for this and all i know is to do the next right thing i mean it's pretty simple than that right treat people fair and uh fight for our members it's pretty simple like ernie said listen we got ten thousand uh taxpayer taxpaying base in philadelphia Nobody in this union is living on a house on the hill. We're all row home dwellers. Right. So, I mean, when what the public needs to know is that, you know, these people, our people are working hard for, I don't know, minimal amounts. No one's living on a big house. I mean, we, 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 we're, a lot of our members steal from Peter to pay Paul. 
And that's one of the things we're working on to lift the, the lifestyle. You're, well, you're mem- right. And right. Your, your members are, you know. They're coaches. Sp- they're right. the people you see in your exactly. community. They see you at church. They're the coaches. I mean, I, look at, that's what I Frank, want. Frank, mean. if they see me at church, it was definitely a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because I'm a Catholic and I would have to go to confession and it would be too long and it would be, you know. Well, you know Joe, I, I like to tell people I'm a Roman Catholic. I roam in the religion that I roam back out of <laughs> <laughs> I went to Roman Catholic high school for granted. The, the priest would be passed out if he saw me. But having said that, let's get into the political conversation. Um, the lifeline of, like we, I mentioned earlier, of our union community is is politics. Um, Ernest, uh, you know that, uh, you know, working as a union member and, 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 and of course, a, a leader of a local. And But now, you know. You're the leader of one of the biggest unions in, in, in the uh, city of Philadelphia. And having said that, politics is our lifeline. Talk about that for you and, and what a big part of your job that is. And, and really, in a sense, how, that, that change, in, you know, what you were doing before and now, it's a, you know, it's a lifeline uh, for our union community, but also for DC 33. Well, politics is huge for us. Um, um, we, we're one of the few organizations that have the power to pick our next boss uh, meaning as as municipal workers we have a vote in this in this city and we can vote to elect our next boss so uh, it's 10,000 um, work 10,000 plus workers uh, 6,000 plus retirees and about 20,000 uh, family members that are in District Council 33. Right. So that's a large voting base. And, um, we're, I guess we're, you get popular around the election time, right? Uh, absolutely. And w- what we're doing is we're educating our members and their family on the power of voting. Uh, we want to put people in position that see our issues, that feel our issues. Not just um, run-of-the-mill politicians that you know, shake hands and kiss babies. Right. Uh, if you don't do what uh, uh, what you say you're going to do, we're going to vote you out. Right now, District Council 33, um, politically, some people say we've been unpopular because we haven't went with the status quo. Well, we no longer are going with the status quo and voting in incumbents that haven't done anything for us. Uh, you know, you get what you give, and that's our motto. You scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. So um, that's where we are in District Council 33. And, you know, it's interesting because um, you have a a large membership. We've had this conversation before, and a lot of people, no matter who they are, whether in the union or not, they they sometimes feel like their vote doesn't matter or somebody else will, will, uh, you know, vote and will be fine. Um, The importance of the union members understanding the political agenda of the union because it's just not fly by night you're not just waking up in the morning and going i think hey we'll vote for this particular person right and you know we know other union leaders who are also passionate and understand the issues educate the issues is aside from advocating on your members on behalf of your members understanding how important it is is it for union members to understand what what the agenda is for this union and 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 making it a part of their agenda and mobilizing. Well, you know, we, we stress that on a daily basis here in District Council 33. One of the things that we did is we updated our uh, 
webpage where we have daily correspondence where no member it, voice cannot be heard. All they have to do, whether it's email or coming to the junior, they can learn. We we vet all of the people that we support to see what their voting record is on labor issues. We don't look at Democrat or Republican. We look at are you for the working family or are you not for the working family? And if you're not for the working family, we're not voting for you. And that's that, it's just that simple. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, understanding and, and uh, you know, uh, the, the candidates backgrounds and, and their records is incredibly important. Uh, individuals, um, we, we just were at an event where Josh Shapiro was at and, and Josh mentioned something about Roe versus Way. And he said it was very interesting. And that is this. It comes down to the states now. In other words, so if, if this is overturned, which it looks like it's going to be in the Supreme Court, then we, you know, it's up to each state, which is why it's important to get out and vote for governor. Absolutely. Okay. The point is, a lot of people in the room didn't even know that. They thought that, well, it's overturned and all that. They don't know what's on. When you're voting for president of the United States, you're voting for the Supreme Court. Absolutely. Okay. And being educated, um, you know, what's great about yourself, Ernest, and Omar, and, and, and Frank, um, you guys work on a daily basis. You know, obviously managing the business of the union and 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 dealing with you know the, the the wages and standards and all that, but also your job is to also vet and understand what's going on politically out there on a daily basis and getting out there. And and you said something about 30 seconds ago that really rang a bell. President Rick Blumendale said this to the PA AFLCO the day Trump won. The morning we 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 had a show. And a labor leader said, oh, we're going to come on that show. I got a call first thing in the morning. I can't come on. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm so stunned. So we, we need leadership like Omar was talking about, like the leadership we have in this room right now. We needed our leaders more than we needed air on that day. And the first thing Blumendale said, President Rick Blumendale, the PAA of LCO, is we're not a political party. We support those who support us. We can't win just with Democrats. We can't, you know, we need to understand the landscape and all that and all those things. I, you just mentioned that, and and you don't know that unless you're out there, um, you know, on the on the on the on the ground, and and and, and interviewing and vetting this process. Absolutely. Uh, talk about that. Talk about that. Pro- we got about a minute before we go to break, but talk about that process and what a part of your day it is. Um, you know, understanding the landscape politically. Well, I talk sometimes to politicians from all over the state of Pennsylvania from as early as six in the morning to as late as two in the morning. I'm riding up Harrisburg on a daily basis to speak to those and uh, see are they making the decisions that's right for the men and women in Philadelphia and District Council 33 and uh, Pennsylvania as a whole. And, um, you know, that's just it's 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 a. Sometimes it could be overwhelming. Look at my attire. It, it, well, well, what's the funny thing about it is, well, you know, getting in this job, and this is kind of the part of the point, you know, you, you have to advocate on behalf of and represent uh, the, the wages, the benefits, and standards of 10,000 members who are going through stuff on the front lines that most people have no idea. Oh, and by the way, your lifeblood is politics, and you have to be an expert in who whose interests 
um, you know, impact. Self-interest. We got to bring the people their own self-interest. Because Absolutely. Joe, and this is with my opinion, I believe people vote against their own self-interest because of biases, whether it be conscious or unconscious. They're voting against their own self-interest. Absolutely. I mean, we got to keep to the points, collective bargaining, wages, health care, the things that are important to work in family. Yeah, absolutely. We're talk- Listen, we're going to have more uh, from this conversation. We're going to have more with the leadership of DC 33 after the break. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And welcome back to our final segment of hour number one here on The Labor Show with Jadok and Krause. Every Saturday night, right here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Don't forget, tune in tomorrow night at 6 p.m. for our Labor and Energy Show with Jadok and Krause. 6 p.m. Sundays here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Now, our final conversation, or our final segment, rather, with Jadok on assignment. Well, thank you, Joe. Uh, yeah, we have a great, great show tonight. I'm ecstatic uh, to have President Ernest Garrett of District Council 33, Vice President Omar Salam, and Frank Halber, Secretary Pre- Treasurer. Um, we're talking about elections and voting and, and the importance of understanding issues. Um, and, you know, one of the things is that's important, this may sound stupid, but understanding the offices and, and, and how it impacts your life. Um, if you would, uh, President Garrett, uh, you wanted to, to, to talk a little bit about what's going on at the governor race. I, we just, uh, Josh Shapiro was just on the labor show uh, a couple of weeks ago and was amazing. Um, and there's a lot of important things on the line. Absolutely. Uh, here at District Council 33, we endorse Josh Shapiro, Governor Josh Shapiro, uh, at elect, uh, and we're going to do everything under the sun to to make sure that no stone is unturned, and making sure that the people of Philadelphia know why it's important to elect a governor like Josh Shapiro. Um, the city worker, in our opinion, has been undervalued for a long time. And if a Republican governor get in there, they're going to make Pennsylvania a right-to-work state almost instantly. Sure. And what that means for us is that it, it will strip us away, strip away the rights for us to collective bargain, to be able to negotiate health care for the the trash man or a decent raise for the 911 operator. Um uh, uniform allowance for the prison guard, etc. You know, so we we can't allow that to happen because not only do we live in this community, we're from this community, we're the fabric of the community, and we need a guy like Josh in there to be the goalie to make sure that harmful uh, legislation isn't passed to take away our jobs. You know what I mean? And, um, not everybody grows up a lot of kids you ask them when they're young what do you want to be some say i want to be a doctor some say i want to be an athlete but there's some that wear being a sanitation worker proudly you know some like myself wear being a water department employee proudly you know and i want to make sure that this avenue is protected for people like myself that are going to come along and do these jobs so it's important that we get Josh Shapiro elected. You know, he's a good man. His record speaks for itself yep. when it comes to working families. And we're going to do everything under the sun 
if it's stand on corner and pass out leaflets. And, well, and the one thing about, you know, there's so many things about Josh, but also he's not, far, he's not afraid to take on the tough fights. Absolutely. He's, he, he's a pro-labor guy. He's pro-working families, and he's pro-people. He's not pro-corporation. Um, he's, he's, he, he's, um, he cares about the, the, uh, you know, the people, and, and it's important that we engage um, and, 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 and get out the vote. Uh, Omar, you're on, a, on the front lines here, and, and uh, you know, you're uh, in the executive boardroom. Talk about how we engage the members on on making sure that they understand how important it is uh, to, to to get out the vote. Um, I think the most important thing is getting out there with people face to face and engaging them and talking to them, and really being really straightforward and very transparent about the issues, the issues that are really relevant to them. Like that's the thing about we we talk about you know voting interests and things of that nature, but at the end of the day, you have to make sure that the candidate you're endorsing, you're supporting, is going to make sure that they protect those interests and those rights. But again, you know, the best thing to do is just always to have that communication and to talk to people. And I think that communication has to be honest. But you know, we 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 do things down here. You know, President Gary he brought down the seniors a while back, and he wanted to talk to them about things that was going on. We had a, whole, a room full of retirees, something that's never been done. He brought them down with the sole purpose of talking to them about their interests. This is what we need to do because there's certain things that a lot of people, there's certain things about the seniors. I didn't know without going into it that before I got into the position that seniors weren't a part of a separate negotiation for health care. There's so many different issues and things that were just sure. very vital to them that needed to be discussed. So for him to come down and have a room for them and say, listen, today is the day about y'all. We need more of that. I, I think that talking to people face-to-face is always the best thing. Absolutely. Do. You know, when my father took over the iron workers, um, that was one of the first things he did. Brought the retirees in, let them know that they were valued and, and that they, um, we appreciate the legacy that they've, they've uh, passed on. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an, an admirable thing to do, and an admirable uh, thing to do, and 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 certainly um, speaks volumes of, of why you're, you know, where you guys are at at, at this point. Um, Frank, um, you know, this is an important uh, topic for for all of us, um, and and obviously getting uh, you know under making making members understand, uh, you know, what the ag- agenda is and how how each political office impacts your life and your interests um, down the road. Talk about it. Oh, yeah, Joe, people don't get it. I mean, uh, the previous president uh, brought up three Supreme Court justices, right? Right. People don't know about that. People don't, hey, what, oh, yeah. what? You mean the I president mean, of the United States? Yeah, the yeah, previous president of the United States. <laughs> Not you, I mean, everybody. Not, right. But people don't understand that, yeah, a president will have an effect on your life for four, eight years. Right. But a Supreme Court justice will have an effect for generations. Not to mention all the other judges. All the other judges. By the way, they, you realize that about 300 of the judges that, that, that Trump appointed, that the Bar Association did not endorse. Wow. Okay, That's so, a real shock, Joe. Yeah, yeah and, and, and so, you know, I <laughs> I'm mean. I'm being sarcastic. It, it, no, 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 but it's, 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 it's a great point that you make. It's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's something that is uh, just, in, in some cases, is not imaginable. And Joe, I, I, listen, I just want to take a minute. I'd be remiss if we didn't publicly offer our condolences to you on the loss of your dad. Thank you. And I know we all, uh, you know, we feel bad for you. But Thank if you. a legacy of a person goes through their children, Thank you. your dad's in a great place because you are Absolutely. a solid dude and you're a good man. His legacy is going to grow on. I just want to say Thank that you publicly. So all of us feel the same way Thank on the behalf of the whole district council. Well, I, I appreciate that. And one of the things that I've said was that, 
Um, the best way that I can honor my father was to continue his legacy. And by the way, being in a room with a gentleman like yourselves, I feel right at home and I appreciate it. And I know that this, this labor uh, movement and, and, and in, in our community um, is, is in good hands. And, and uh, you know, in, the, in the city of Philadelphia, you guys are on the front lines. And you, by the way, Ernest, you, you, you would love my dad. You and him are birds of a feather, man. I I, no question about it. And, and uh, just, you know, just... Um, yeah, we got about 30 seconds here. Um, Ernest, if you'll take that 30 seconds. And, 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 and Frank, I can't thank you enough. And, and Omar, you know, what can I say? Uh, if, if, if you well, will, just please You know, to all the members listening, listen, I got your back. And, um, you know, we're here for you. And I know you deserve much, much more. And for all the citizens of Philadelphia, every public servant out there is giving their all, you know, Given their all, I mean, you know, it takes a hell of a man to walk behind a trash truck and throw that trash. It takes a, a hell of a woman to know that she's going to work for eight hours, but she's going to end up doing 12 because we're th there's not just enough correctional officers or 911 dispatches, you know, um, to have to live in this city and work in this city and, uh, you know, be the fabric of this city. It takes a hell of a person because a lot of us could have you know, packed our bags and went elsewhere. You know what I mean? We choose to be here. We choose to do these jobs. And all we want is to be recognized as good public service and have uh, fair, fair wages. That's it. So I thank you for giving us this time to, to air our voices. And um, we're here if you ever need us. And uh, if them news reporters get funky, Excuse me for what I said. <laughs> What's that, the 11-minute mark? I got it on. You're the best. Listen, I want to thank, um, uh, obviously, uh, President Ernest Garrett, uh, Vice President Omar Salam, and, 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 of course, Frank Haber, Secretary-Treasurer here at District Council 33, uh, for not only being uh, our guests on the show, but also for doing the job that you do every day on behalf of your members and representing our entire labor community in, in the manner that you do. We're in good hands here. I want to thank... Uh, all of our listeners for tuning in to The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. On behalf of everybody on the panel, I'm Joe Doherty. Have a great night, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.